1: Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey,
0: everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm Patrick Kirby. I'm your host. And of course, uh, this is a show where we kind of uh, talk to uh, super awesome individuals super smarter people than I and uh, try to relay that message to the small and medium sized nonprofits to help them grow. Sometimes though, I will get a guest uh, that, um, that I, of my choosing that I just really, really want. And I've been waiting for like two whole seasons uh, to get my friend, Eric Roeder here. Uh, He, he's a super nerd at Codelation, which is, well, he'll tell you about whatever the company is, but um, I have been blessed to be on a guest on his show uh, a number of times. I have now waited for the perfect time. And we're going to talk about uh, using tech tools right. for the nonprofit world. I love it. Eric, welcome to our humble abode in the podcast studio here.
1: I'm glad that you waited for a while so you could, like, get all the bad ones out. <laughs> that's, yeah. No, that's terrible. That's conceited. No, I... Uh,
0: <laughs> I'll get your crappy interviews. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, get all the rust out of here. And Now we now we have, like, a studio. This Mario, like, I princess, I'm like, I won't... I won't talk to you until it's with a Mario background. Correct. So we're
0: here. Um, Eric has a, uh, a show and a podcast that he does, and his background is the thing that I am most jealous about because it's a shelf full of, like, the nerdiest things of all time. I am not there yet. I'm you're, getting you're close. Getting I'm getting there.
1: You're getting
0: there. Uh, but my podcast studio is not uh, nearly as fantastic. But um, as a guest and as a conversation, um, we have some of the weirdest conversations Best. that have zero uh, things. Uh, we, we never have a script. We yeah. rarely have uh, a game plan for this. When you when you sent me a note uh, earlier today, like, hey, just an FYI, what are we talking about? I said, you know better than this. I shook my head. <laughs> I said, I've no. You you know this that I'm not going to talk about. Um, yeah. But tech tools is kind of what we had decided on because we, li- we like talking about tech in the nonprofit world. We don't know what to use. We don't know what to kind of focus on. There's a billion and a half things uh, that we could be doing, uh-huh. but the practicality stuff. That aside, before we get kicked into this, uh, somebody's scrolling through uh, Apple. Somebody's yep. sc- scrolling through uh, the old uh, Foss book. Yeah. They uh, YouTube and they see your face. Yes. And they want to know what is that and who is this? And I need to know more. 5,000 foot view, uh, Eric Roeder, uh, who you are, what you do, uh, and how did you get to this delightful space on uh, season three, the official Do Good Better podcast?
1: So, 5,000 feet, I I work for a software development company. And, you know, we talk about tech tools and, like, we build. Someone says there's not a tool for blank. This could save us time. This could save us money. I want to help. Turn an idea into like an actual customer or something that you can save your company money with, and those are like the home run, the home run customers for that. And on top of that, I just i I love our community and I love the people doing good things in it, and I like to associate myself with that, and that's why we immediately clicked.
0: Yeah, it's true. Um, I would describe you if somebody said, uh, "Give me an explanation of what Codalation and Eric uh, does." I would say you're a, a tech uh, fairy godfather that comes down and says, oh, you wanted this bibbity bobbidi and then it becomes a reality, which is very strange um, because my brain doesn't understand any of that or how that works too, and then I was surprised to realize that maybe you don't as well, but you just work with a bunch of super nerds that figure that out,
1: I don't know anything. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't. I, I took a coding class in college, yeah. actually. I, said, I cannot do this. Yeah. But I work for. So this is this is like the most fun story that I, I get. To, I'm the like translator extrovert for these guys that don't want to do it. One of our products that helps connect teachers to students and build that connection. It was featured on One Million Cups. And the, the my little nerd, Suman, yeah. who wrote all the code for us, like, Eric, I want to go to One Million Cups. I'm like, okay. Suman, you're going to have to meet 40 people because I know people. Yeah. And it's an event. Yeah. And this is like pre-COVID, so you could go to things. Yes. And so we – we and I say, we're going to meet at work, and then I'll drive you there because I know you don't want to go alone because you don't like that. You're just a super introvert, but mm-hmm. I couldn't do your work. And we go there. They talk about, you know, Enlight, which just one like – Tech starter, like they're getting grants. It's a big deal, and mm-hmm. it's a great thing. But I was the guinea pig because I'm always just the normal human being. Like, Eric, does this make sense? I'm like, do, do, do. and I yep. break it, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, back to the drawing <laughs> What kind yes. of a thing. And so so they present on that, and I introduce Suman to 40 people that day. We get back to the office, and he's like, that is enough people for me this month. <laughs> and <laughs> And again, I'm like, this is why I come in at 11 yeah. every day. It's because I go meet all of these people, mm-hmm. and I tell the story of you, mm-hmm. and how you, how our team wants to change business and the world for the better, and and we can build it. We just, you know, I just work for blacksmiths, yeah, or like new age blacksmiths that I just sit in the corner and pound out code and, and they love doing that. And, and again, being a part of positive change and innovation is what I get to tell that story and I get to find people looking for it. And it's fun.
0: And that's, that's why it makes this uh, this topic uh, where you're inside, you have inside baseball on tech stuff. Yes. You don't speak tech speak.
1: And translate that's what,
0: it. They translate it. And so when a nonprofit um, uh, has questions about like, a, what kind of technology or what sort of tools do we have to use I don't have time to learn uh, all the coding or the back. I don't have time for all these things. No. What, what's there available now that we should be knowing and should be uh, learning or should be using? And please don't speak in a language that I don't understand. Let's get it done. Because if they come and bring it to a board, their board's not going to understand. They're going to have to bring... Like, it's just complicated. It
1: is messy to ask for a expensive software to a board. Correct. So I, I have some that we, you let me bullet point a couple of things. I, did, I allowed you, this. You allowed me to think about this before we started talking. Correct. And one of the- Which is a
0: rule that I, I rarely uh, break when we have conversations, <laughs> I but I allowed it uh, for this point. But yes, yeah, so, but so let, so let me set you up for this. Okay. So- um, a nonprofit is looking at 2021, they're looking to make a massive impact, uh, but they are also looking to kind of free up their time and confusion on what to use and how to make that impact, right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's certain things that we're using on a regular basis that surprisingly, a lot of nonprofits don't use. And so we need to do a little better job of explaining yes. what they need to do and how they can use it. So uh, so let's talk tools. Yep. Let's start with the first one that comes to your mind on what nonprofits should be using currently in tools
1: if you are not using this now and, and this is going to set you back and this yes. is where, and it's zoom and and basically what that is is you know it's a jetson's phone mm-hmm. where you see people's face and you can connect with anyone and and i think most of the world is on zoom now yeah. but if you're not it's not expensive and it's you have to stay connected with people when you can't connect with people
0: it's grandma and grandpa are using zoom right. right to see their grandkids right if you're a nonprofit organization you're not using this as a platform i mean you're you're missing out on a lot of it um
1: and there's microsoft in there yeah. there's all sorts of different some sort of video conferencing is absolutely essential and they're not crazy it's not going to be something that you have to fight the board. To get.
0: I don't think so. Now, if the board is going to fight you on things that like $150, which is the cost of like a yearly subscription to right. Zoom, right? What about the free one? They, they've got free, uh, these things. That's great. You get uh, a free Zoom thing. You said something interesting that I never thought about um, that I will set you up for, uh, for the ex- explanation, which is why isn't the free stuff always the best?
1: It's try before you buy. And I would not want to be in a meeting with a potential customer as a salesperson or as a potential looking with a potential donor as a nonprofit and hit 45 minutes and then say, your trial says you can only go to 45 minutes. What it costs in a yearly subscription, you probably lost in that time shut off right there. Mm -hmm. And... And you know, and I know, because again, we we talk about the parallels of small business sales and mm-hmm. nonprofit fundraising. It's why it's basically the exact same thing. Correct. And if you can't talk to someone for more than forty-five minutes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if they're a great fit. And the home run fits are the ones where you have to. Oh, I have to go be a dad today. I am sorry, it's mm-hmm. been three hours. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I think I think there's where when when nonprofits talk about how it's really difficult to make a connection
1: uh-huh.
0: and it really is the face-to-face thing is just great and if you just if you, you play it safe and you're in a quarantine for however many weeks you quarantine we more. had to we had to, to schedule I was in quarantine we're quarantined because that's how that's how uh, that's how safe we wanted to make sure that yes. this was um, but they 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 seem to be resistant to making asks and, and building rapport uh, in a deeper sense on, on a, on a video call. Right. It's becoming the norm, isn't it though? So like, this is something that we, we, we do,
1: we yeah. talk about, it's yeah. fine. Right. It's not scary. It's not as scary. Anymore. Everyone's kids are on it. I FaceTime with, my grandma, she she called me before Christmas and she's like, Eric, I don't like your beard, shave it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh, my grandma's facetiming me to tell me I'm ugly. That's delightful, Gammy. Man, that's <laughs> terrible.
0: Uh, no, it, it's it's brilliant, and I think again, it's 150 bucks. You get it for the for the rest, uh, you know, for for a year, a year. And that's one donation of one person giving you 150 bucks. That's it. That's all it is. And so right. if you can think about it that way, I think it's really important. The other thing that you mentioned um, was. Uh, scheduling meetings. Yes. Uh, this is a hilarious thing that we have talked about. Um,
1: <laughs> yes. I will
0: let you. So if you're having issues scheduling meetings, because this is really, you're trying to get your calendar to work for you. You're not trying to make it uh, work against you. And there's a number of different things. What would you suggest that a nonprofit should be using, at least from a tech standpoint, for scheduling meetings?
1: There is... There's something within Microsoft. I I don't, my nerds don't like Microsoft, so we don't use it. But there are, I use Calendly and you use Calendly. And and just, again, these these are 5,000 foot views of what these things do. And there are a bunch of different options for different platforms and different things. Because like Mm -hmm. you have to kind of play with the hands that you're dealt with. So if your team is Microsoft, you have to, I would suggest finding the Microsoft Calendar Helper thing. But basically what it is, is... You say, Patrick, hmm. I want to have coffee with you. Peace. And you say, yes, I do. When do you want to meet? I don't know. When do you want to meet? When do you want to meet? I'm free Tuesday. Well, I'm not free Tuesday. Not... I tracked my time. And that took me two. I, I would block time out to make to set up appointments as a salesperson. or as a you know, donor. Um, and that took me two hours on Mondays of just hammering out schedule. Yeah. And that's the camera, like, you know, 10 to 15 meetings. It wasn't anything crazy. And Calendly is the app. And I think it's like, that's another like 10 to 20 bucks a month, not very expensive. And you say, Patrick, oh, it was great to meet you at blank. I'd like to get to know you a little bit better. Could we get a coffee sometime? You say, yeah, that'd be great. And then the next thing is you send a link. And it links up with the calendar that you use, and then I pick a time, and then it puts it in my calendar going forward. And that's it's it saves it saves two hours. That that fighting of when you have availability to be able to say this is my calendar. Pick when works for you because everything that's available, it will work for me. Yeah. That you know, in in the nonprofit world, you just don't have time. Yeah. You you need to set donor meetings. Mm-hmm. If that saves you two hours a week to put on the other hat that you really had no idea <laughs> that you were that's, true. that's yes, that's going to that's gonna change change hopefully your whole week. And again, yeah. it sets it up for as a as a salesperson, like I gotta set a coffee meeting every day. Mm-hmm. Like that that was my MO was mm-hmm. like every day you have to have a coffee meeting either with someone new or even reconnecting with someone. And to be able to say, okay, here's, I miss Patrick and three other people. When you want to have a coffee, pick a link. Yeah. That's, it's 10 minutes and you get your 10 hours of <laughs> like scheduled meeting.
0: Yeah. And the other thing you choose, you can, um, you can schedule it with buffers. So if you need 15 minutes to get between yes. things, you can schedule it and then you've got, okay, well, it's a 45-minute meeting. I'm not going to have anything scheduled 15 minutes in advance or 15 minutes afterwards so that you at least have some time and some wiggle room. The other thing, too, is it doesn't uh, double book you. So if you're blocked out on your calendar, it doesn't, it doesn't give you an option. Uh, so if you wanted to leave your entire Tuesdays open, let's just say you wanted to be uh, working on meetings because Tuesdays are for doing. We all know this. Yeah. Um, if you want to block out Tuesday, that becomes your meeting day. And you can and have 45 minute meeting. Yeah. If
1: you wanted to go into your calendar and say Mondays are for planning, eight to noon, I don't, that's my book. That's and your then book. no one can get into that time. And you you it helps you, you know, shore up your schedule.
0: It time boxes one again, the the small business, the entrepreneur kind of thing, and the nonprofit, they run so well together because you can get overwhelmed with doing the things that you just get like um, uh, sucked into for no apparent reason because they're on your to do list, or you go down a rabbit hole on YouTube and you find they are like, "Well, I didn't know, you know, that I needed to look at this this cover crossover between, you know, uh, the Spice Girls and Slipknot, <laughs> which I found, and I'm going to send it to you because it's amazing. I might post that on the old uh, in the show notes because I think everybody needs to listen to it. I, I tell you what you want.
1: I really want to take a break, but I know we can.
0: No, we're not going to take a break. After this podcast recording, I'm going to show it to you because it's amazing. And I will give you that as well as I guess. So uh, one of the things that nonprofits do constantly is how do you reconnect or how do you connect with your your donors who have casual uh, questions and conversations? And and then how do you have a, if somebody interacts with you, what's the next step, right? Mm -hmm. So you're looking at that donor journey. One of the things that uh, is an option is automated email responses, right? So either from a chat bot or from like if it's on your website or somebody has an inquiry into like a questionnaire, like I'm interested in your products and services, there's an automated email. Talk to me a little bit about that from a, is this is this personal enough? Is it a first step in a longer process? Is it a stopgap because you can't answer everything? What, where should the automated email response be in a nonprofit tech thing. And by thing I mean just like a life, life the lifeblood of a life uh, time of a donor's uh, interactions.
1: And again, we, we take this back to a sales career. Yes. Uh, and one thing that I didn't have, if you a CRM system mm-hmm. which is uh, basically a, if you're old school when I, I was old school for lot, this is my Excel spreadsheet. Correct. that has people that I talk to. Yes it takes that spreadsheet and it puts it into a little more robust thing. Like I haven't talked to Patrick in six months mm-hmm. and he, and then it sets out like he's a potential $5,000 donor. That's a mistake. Yeah. And you put those deals and you put, all, you, you have to have some figure out your own flow mm-hmm. and then either set up an automated email campaign mm-hmm. with that. I, I Every marketing budget and everything, size is completely different. I, I think you just start with a basic email subscription newsletter.
0: And I think even like a MailChimp, which is just like a free service. It's, you don't have like 10,000 people on an email list. Right. It's really relatively free. And it's got a lot of bells and whistles. Of course, if you wanted a CRM system, you should probably look at DonorDoc. DonorDoc.com oh, yeah. is a great sponsor of the official Do Good Better podcast.
1: Do they integrate with different?
0: Yes. Okay. Also, you can go and uh, Google they passed. Uh, do, official Do Good Better podcast with our friend, Matt Bitsguy, who uh, is the founder and, and donor of DonorDoc, DonorDoc.com.
1: Yeah, no, I, and I think that, but that's important to to make it work with everything that you have. Right. And, and our email system is active campaign, and I have a coffee with a new person, and then they're in our list. Mm-hmm. And if I needed to, you can kind of, you could send out an automated email even from that. And yeah. say, okay, here's the new people that I met this week, or at a, at some networking thing. Right, mm-hmm. I've got ten people that I want to connect with.
0: Yeah,
1: automated email set up the draft that says, "Hey, we met at a thing. Here's my calendar yeah. link. We should know people more." But, yeah. But you can pay all sorts for automation, and I, I think it's it's so important to, you know, make a podcast and put it in your newsletter and to put, to keep it all, you just have to keep screaming that you're a place to your potential customers or donors. And it, Google's the, it's kind of the enemy of small, yes. <laughs> of nonprofits yeah. and even small businesses. Because if I typed in software developers in Fargo, I think I did this once and like, Apple came up because they paid to be at the top. Jerks. Of their, ah, that's okay, but they don't need those. No. they don't and and you have to be top of mind aware before people go to Google because someone who's bigger and has a bigger budget than you is going to beat you to that spot. And unless you know you're Bezos.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know Not, anymore. Right? Not anymore. Not anymore. You he he won't have any money anymore. Right, right. down. Uh the other thing too, and I think automating emails doesn't mean it has to sound like an automated email too no. and that's the personality and that, that, when when I think nonprofits get into these um, these tech things it's gonna sound wonky or it's gonna sound like overly uh like a computer robot has like he said welcome to the process in which we will go and build relationships and you will give us money that, that never happens so right. you can you can use like in like an our system like I've got an auto response that is maybe has 38 exclamation points in it. And that, that's how you talk. It's exactly how I talk. So you can customize <laughs> it to make it to make it feel even though they know it's probably a a response an auto response. Everyone
1: knows when they're talking to they a bot. But it doesn't mean that as a donor, I won't mind hearing from one of my my people that says, "Hey, remember we have a thing coming up." Right. You've gone to the thing, would you please go to the thing again? And I'd say, yes, you're right. I should get your numbers up because planning events is disgusting. Yes. And if I lock myself in, I will make your day less stressed because I just I feel bad for event people. <laughs> I have a special place in my head. I'm like, oh, you have to organize a gala in the Facebook maybe culture. Yeah. That is the world right now. Yeah. Oh, I'm interested in that. Like, hey. Can't handle it.
0: That's a great transition to a question that I wanted to ask, which is autom- uh, which is which is software that automatically posts social media posts. So, like uh, you know, there's a there's a million there's of them Hoot that you suite, can do.
1: There's co-schedules, yeah. yeah. there's a bunch.
0: Now, there's an issue now from a convenience standpoint, it's great. Yeah. From an algorithm standpoint, it sucks. I hate it. Because the because <laughs> Facebook knows. That you are not in Facebook, yeah. posting in Facebook, therefore it will kill your viewers, yeah, and it will kill your and kill your thing. Listen, it will it will sp- save you time, yes, but you're not in the Facebook system um, programming all of those things. You're in a third party uh, system that is uh, that's kind of automating your posts, and then you will see like why did only one person like this, and it was my mom or me it's because you didn't do it and they know about it. Like that's the creepy part is like Mark Zuckerberg knows when you were posting your own stuff on Facebook.
1: I, I think to, we have to just take this and say it evolves every second. Yes. The Google algorithm you used to have be SEO people and you could say, Hey, this changed once a year. If you do this and this and this and this, you can cheat the thing into yeah. thinking you're better than everyone. Mm-hmm. Now it changes. We don't know how often it changes, but it's times a day, and it's machine learning, and it's terrifying. It's yeah.
0: It's a, so go to so talk about this again because that's 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 where SEO gets really crazy. So that's where uh, Facebook
1: if, gets a little crazy too because it's the same thing.
0: Constantly learning, so you cannot. So so trusting your. Uh, what I knew about posting yesterday is completely means different nothing. it means nothing today which means which means authenticity in the moment posting yeah. and and using original content and not stealing somebody else's stuff or using somebody else's stuff right. is absolutely critical so it's the one thing that's autom- like automation can't help you gain traction unless you pay for it yeah, And that's the only way that you sure. can counteract the social media algorithm is that if you pay money in order to be seen, otherwise your authenticity, your creativity, and your in the moment stuff is going to be precedence over everything.
1: It's, again, I you, you talked about scheduling something. and I stopped doing that because yeah. it, it just... It might make sense if you had a business. And you're like, I make pants. Pants are going on sale. This will direct us to our pants website. Correct. Throw it up on everything, and it'll be it'll be great. Right. But it's it's just different when mm-hmm. when I'm trying to. And my mom will like when you tag me mm-hmm. that I talk to you. Yes. Because that's that's my weird cross pollination of spheres in like social media. Space. Yes. And that's an important part. And so I st- I stopped using automated.
0: Yeah, Stop. it's a, it's a, it's a smart move. And again, because nonprofits mm-hmm. and small businesses are the same thing, so that's kind of great yeah. advice because it's the, it's the same deal.
1: No, say um, I went to coffee with Patrick. He's a very helpful person. If you're in the s- fundraising market and you're a nonprofit, yeah. Coming from me. Mm-hmm. And then you said, Thanks, Eric. You're a neat person. You yep. build tools for people who want to take ID. Like mm-hmm. that's gold.
0: Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's, totally be, gold.
1: that's more important than we scheduled posts.
0: We talk a lot about that third-party endorsement is exponentially more important than first-party solicitation. It's the same way that if somebody's talking nice about you or your organization and you are then engaged with them, so you mm-hmm. can't just let it sit. So this is the this is the tech thing that. If if you're gonna use a a post saying something nice about somebody or somebody says something nice about your organization, your response to that post is critical for it to do anything. Yeah. Otherwise, it will die a horrible, lonely death with no likes. And it's not like and it's not like those likes could are are uh, immediately attributed to money. Or, or interest in your organization. Mm-hmm. But the more you engage, the more people have eyeballs on it, the more that they will hear you. And that rule of thumb in the marketing world, you gotta have seven touch points before right. somebody makes a sale or makes some sort of uh, connection to it is real. And so that's that's where your advantage is. And the auto posting just doesn't work.
1: Uh, again, it kind of does, but it kind of does.
0: In a weird, uh, yeah, no. yeah. I know.
1: I think there's better options. But, and again, we talked about how marketing has evolved in our lifetime Mm -hmm. exponentially. It's insane right now. If you want to go say, I want to talk to specific CEOs and you can pay for that, for a CEO to see that, Mm -hmm. maybe that's worth that campaign for you. Yes. Yes. It's it's yeah it's all kind of based on your marketing your strategy and your process which is an important part of a salesperson or a donor, <laughs> or a nonprofit fundraiser.
0: All of the things. Uh, my 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 final one that I kind of wanted to walk through too is uh, text messaging. Yep. Group texts, um, even individual texts. I mean, there's two different things that we talk about, but okay. these are all built into your phones anyway. You should be using some of them. Um, walk me through what you have seen as far as uh, the techie nerdy sides on benefits, not so much benefits on the text messaging Mm -hmm. SMS for the super people that want to really get nerdy about it.
1: Again, it's, it's the same thing as your mass email Mm -hmm. or it's, it's very similar. And I say, Hey, I'm Patrick. I'm hosting a do good, better conference. Mm -hmm. Eric, you're in my contact list. Correct. I sent you an email about it. You didn't sign up. Mm-hmm. I sent you another email about it. For real sign up. Here's a text. Sign up. Oh, fine, Patrick. Yeah. Like it's it's part of the, it's part of the seven. Yep. It's it's a huge part of the seven mm-hmm. and and how you engage with people and, and people are okay with text messages now. Yeah. You know, I giving hearts day is coming up, and I'm more than certain that I will get a few texts that say, "Hey." Hey Eric, you know how you like donate to us? You can do it again. It's a day to do it, and I will be like, uh, you got me, Anna and CCRI, or like you know, I. It it's just it's another way to. We're so connected and so disconnected at the same time.
0: I think the, the the advantage too, from a nonprofit standpoint, text messaging for and collecting this data for uh, virtual events, right, or, oh, or events yeah. in general, right? Hey, remember tonight is the the uh, the party we're having. Here's the link to sign up. Here's the link to get and get your stuff. Right. Reminder: What time it is? When an auction ends, or when a nonprofit event ends you keep your donation portal open and that's when you send a text message. Hey, if you missed the event tonight, there's still a chance that you can can donate. That's a really easy way to remind people because most people's phones are set up with... A Venmo or a PayPal account right. that are connected. Which, if you are a savvy nonprofit, you're able to take money in those different channels, or you know with Stripe or whatever that that um, that mechanism that you have decided to take um, money on. It's usually given an option to: Would you like to pay from your checking account, your credit card, or a PayPal or a Venmo account? Right, and then you get it immediately. Immediately, you don't have to worry about it. The transaction fees are really, really minimal when it comes to those things. And I think that's really an advantage when you come to a text message uh, stuff as well.
1: Well, and even, and again, I I really like that follow up Mm -hmm. because I was was helping out at an event one time for Make a Wish and I was the tech guy there and I didn't know any of it. (laughs) So I went around and I just bid on like five things just so I could teach people how to bid on stuff mm-hmm. and I was like I'm in $1,500 right now I need I need everyone to like and I mean it was like I, I bid on like grocery cards <laughs> sure. and, and like meat, but like there was a lot of stuff yep. and the best text messages I got all night was like, you've won one of the things of the 10 things you bid on. <laughs> yes. Yes. But you might have, I, I lost out and maybe I wanted, a, you know, a signed something from some or some mm. goofy thing. I didn't get what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I had pre-budgeted 300 bucks to get that mm-hmm. and I didn't get it. And hooray, someone spent $500. I've kept my whatever limit. Yeah. I'd still like to give. Thanks, guys. This yeah. was a good event. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get the jersey. But I'll Jerks. I know. I know.
0: Someday. Um, it's interesting that when we were talking about tech stuff and, and we didn't really plan any of this, every one of these pieces has to do with communication. Yeah. Which ironically, in, in a tech-heavy world, communication is actually the most important thing that you can do. And each one of these things empowers you to connect a little deeper to a donor, a little deeper to a, a potential sponsor or a supporter. Which is Zoom. It's a face-to-face when you can't do a
1: face-to-face. Right.
0: It's it's being well, able it's to record. face-to-face
1: with anyone, anywhere.
0: Everywhere. And your your whole world opens up, right? You can't have coffee with somebody in Dubai, but you sure can. I can if now. You can now. There's no excuse, you right? You can
1: now. And there might be snowbirds or there might be. Yeah. You, can, you don't have to wait no. anymore. You can say, hey. And again, more people are. It's really not hard, even if you don't know anything, to get a text that said, "This is my Zoom meeting. Let's right. be on a Zoom."
0: And and I think if if you're thinking about a Zoom call, it's not the Brady bunch squares of death that you're looking at in a meeting every other day or whatever. This one is one on one. On one. Are okay.
1: one on ones are okay
0: because you can. One you on can,
1: nines are the most whoa, the worst. bane of my existence. No, nope. but one on ones are one on ones are great. They're not bad.
0: Um, some of the uh, the cal- the calendar stuff, right? Yep. So we can't have a your your rolodex. Would probably be interested in meeting with you if you gave them the options that's convenient for them. Yes. And you gave them a list of things rather than bouncing back and forth, which is the single-handedly most annoying thing and most time-consuming thing that we no longer have to deal with because you uh, you get in there uh, the the donor database system or some sort of CRM system, <coughs> donor doc. You should probably get some of those things if, because that will allow you to remind yourself to go and meet with people or follow up. Yes and our superpower that we just don't have, but we think we all have, which is I'll remember everything. And that we put that data in there, you, which remember is, nothing. you remember nothing. Um, automated email. Great. You can make it personal. Listen, uh, those automated social posts are not going to really do. When is it appropriate to take, uh, somebody up, uh, maybe perhaps a collation of sorts uh-huh. on, uh, taking somebody up to customize something like an app or custom something like a program. Um, You've gone through all of these steps. You're growing um, exponentially. When is there value in approaching about spending the money and time and thought process about customizing something for your organization? Because it's an investment. Yes. But when does that investment make sense more often than not?
1: From a nonprofit standpoint, uh, I don't know if you've looked at the news this year, Hmm. but... There have been a lot of interesting stimulus packages interesting. <laughs> that have come through. And so, and I and I I know you preach, look for grants stuff, but that that's that's a huge, yeah, huge opportunity. And and I would just, you know, look at your process and look at your day to day like, what is the the thing mm-hmm. that is awful that if you could build a tool for? Would free up some of your time mm-hmm. doing something that you hate. Yeah. And again, Kelly, was as simple as I don't know what do you want to do. I don't right. Know, what do you want to mean? Like, yes. <laughs> think of think of what you can do, and and then just go have a, a conversation mm-hmm. about that. And it's again, we work a lot with the Innovate North Dakota grant, mm-hmm. where if you have this idea to change how you're doing something for the better. And you can get, up to like $40,000. Yeah. It's not tough to say, and we're looking for a $10,000 match to build this thing that does this. Yeah. And it's going to change. It's going to change the things for people you care about because you donate.
0: The other thing too is it, it, I think, um, and and this is one of the, the really cool ways that, somebody like you in correlation can help is that it would create something that differentiates you from every other nonprofit, Uh right? It's a unique and it's a customized thing. Um, Can
1: I use like real world examples? Please.
0: (laughs) Because, because I think there's so many nonprofits and I think the challenge in the marketing world or in a sales world is how do you, like you said, Google is playing a game against you from people like Apple who are posting things that have nothing to do with what they're Googling for but they bought the space. So it's hard for you to get your name out. So yes, some real life examples would be great because I wanna know about these things.
1: So the Emerging Digital Academy, which you have Mm -hmm. Leon Mm -hmm. recently, they do a real world nonprofit code. They build an app for people to learn. Mm -hmm. The first cohort got done and they worked with the emergency food pantry in town and they wanted to do contactless pickup for their the people that they serve mm-hmm. because they're higher risk and they're stat like there's just yeah it, it's 2020. So they got three fourths of the way done with that and they didn't quite get it to the finish line. And then they graduated and I, I I met with Stacy there and she's like, oh this thing is close to done. I don't know what we can do. And I said, well let's just look let's get under the hood. Let's talk to the person who coded it and they were they got a couple grants and they were able to pay to finish it and this was really important because we live in fargo north dakota and it's negative 20 yeah right now Mm -hmm. to be able to not leave your car and to be able to say i'm here can i get my food Mm -hmm. and for them just to walk out bundled up not talk to someone put it in the trunk and call it good and have that talk with their database and have their like that's
0: yeah, that's stellar.
1: That's changing their whole process for the better and doing it safely and doing it in the new world that it is today and at the same time like keeps their staff safe, it keeps everyone safer and and they did that for like $5 to $10,000. Beautiful. Yeah. Which is something that you could totally go fundraise for or you know. Yeah. I mean, not and,
0: to, and, well. And I think there's donors who'd be interested in that. I mean, that, that's what you're always looking for. Is like, how do you how do you convince a donor that this would be something to benefit for? Right? What impact does it make? That's an impact story. Yeah. Keeping staff safe, keeping uh, clients safe, um, doing it in an environment where you don't have to exit your car and you risk frostbite in three and a half minutes because it's colder than it's noticeably no other, cold. It's noticeably cold outside, um, and, and I think that's really what. That That is the customized thing. And that makes it different than everything else, right? Yeah. So now you get to be the nonprofit with a customized app to make sure that you are doing
1: things safely and properly. Right. And the bigger picture thought is as a, and I I should reconnect with Stacey. I should send her a Calendly link. Stacy, if you're listening to this, and I we, should, need to, yes, we, we need connect. to reconnect. Yes. I just miss you as a person. Fact. <laughs> Fact. We're circling back. If they can get that to work, why don't you bring that to other food banks? Right. And have this self-sustaining thing for your program and doing good across the entire nation. Yeah. Is we took a baby idea and made it work, a working model in Fargo.
0: And now you become a um, a thought leader within your nonprofit industry, right? In yeah. your little niche, whether it's food scarcity or it's homelessness or whatever that mm-hmm. whatever that app or that technology is. Now you become the first person people call you become the first person that people call all of a sudden that you are now renowned, that gets out, that becomes a, a front facing promotion thing that you get to do. And all of a sudden you become the smartest.
1: It's like, and you don't have to pay to be at the
0: correct.
1: top of Google. Cause you're doing that. Thought leaders in you know, nonprofit technology, you Google that. Yeah. Apple can put their ad, but people see that it's an ad. And then the first real human being, if that's you, you have to earn it, but it's, that's, how it, that's how it rolls.
0: Um, we're coming up to the end of our podcast. Oh, no. And um, the timeline in which we are recording this is just recently after the uh, Super Bowl, yes. in which Tom Brady uh, won his uh, seventh Super yeah. Bowl yep. um, in a blowout fashion that was really just, um, it was boring.
1: It was a boring game.
0: <laughs> when he won his first Super Bowl, yep. do you know what year it was? Um, <clears throat> I will give you a hint. Oh, one? Oh, two. Okay. So 2002 is when Tom okay. Brady won a Super Bowl. Well, I guess they started in 2001. They just ended up playing the Super Bowl in 2002. I will give you credit for this. Okay. So um, I am going to list off one, two, three, four, five, six companies that advertised during the 2002 <laughs> Super Bowl that have to do with technology. Okay. And I would like your honest opinion about, first of all, you're going to feel so old. No. And this is not even like this is this is less than 20 not years Not that ago.
1: that was half my life ago. No. I'm not nothing old about that. Because
0: you're a child when this happened. Okay. Yes. So I'm going to give you a list of these are some of the advertisers yep. that dominated Super Bowl ads in 2002 <laughs> that have to do with technology. I want your first reaction to this list. Okay. AOL. (laughs) It's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think AOL. Yes. (laughs)
1: That noise, that modem connection. Mm -hmm.
0: And you had to have at least two phone lines in order to have conversations with girls in the chat. Otherwise, your parents would be mad for not letting the. Oh, God, that's the word. Blockbuster video.
1: I. (laughs) Blockbuster. I mean, that was amazing. And it still is amazing. I just right. don't have to wear pants anymore to, to have that convenience.
0: Correct. Yes. 2002, you needed to wear pants. I needed to
1: wear pants.
0: Today, But no back pants.
1: then, I had a crush because video store, mm. I had a crush on the video store clerk. And so i like, yes, let's go rent a movie. And Of course. Yeah.
0: Radio Shack. <laughs> Radio
1: Shack.
0: How do you explain Radio Shack to a kid today?
1: Oh.
0: I don't even, it's, a, it's a place with cool technology stuff.
1: I, I, I kind of. <laughs> like I, I didn't even go to Radio Shack. I, I don't know if I've ever been to a Radio Shack. I remember
0: when Radio Shack had a really cool Black Friday special, and I couldn't tell you where a Radio Shack was in order to get said yeah. Black Friday special. It's legitimate. Circuit City.
1: Best Buy's like older, more expensive brother. Yes. Crappy brother. Yes.
0: Like, brothers. Yes. like, like the, oh, we've got sweet technology. like, Best Buy is way cheaper.
1: We sure. have too expensive of stuff and not customer service. Do you want to <laughs> pay for this?
0: In a space that is twice the size of a Best Buy. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, Comp USA.
1: I don't even know what Comp USA was. Did, did they make, were they like a computer vendor? Maybe. Maybe.
0: Let's go with assumption. I'm assuming CompUSA is that. Um, um, Sears. Sears. I don't think Sears exists anymore.
1: I don't think so. I don't either. think they
0: do. Yeah. Um, Yahoo.
1: Yeah. Yahoo's still pretty Yahoo. Relevant. Really? I mean, I think it's three. When's,
0: when is the last time you have gone to Yahoo to search something?
1: I mean, all the time for fantasy football.
0: Okay, that's all right.
1: I have that's a Yahoo fair. app.
0: they own that
1: market. They do. But I I will see like news links and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I I do remember the beginning of the internet when there weren't a lot of websites. No. And you could, you just click around by category and it was delightful. It was like digging through a card catalog and you go, I'm going to look for Final Fantasy sites. And then there was was, like. There was one. No, there was like 20 (laughs) of them. And so that was, that was great.
0: I remember that there were so few internet sites that yeah. you could go through a directory where you just list. Through. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and then my final one, and I had one of these. This mm-hmm. was actually the first one of the first ones I had. Gateway Computers. Oh yeah,
1: back when I, just trying to think.
0: How... Fun fun fact: there was a uh, outside of Sioux City, Iowa. Yep. There was a Gateway Computers like thing, and then they went out of business. You know, randomly because you know, they were gateway. And that building to this day is still painted with cow. Cause that was their, that was their logo. It was that's like a cow spot, a
1: cow pastry. cow yeah.
0: pastry. So it still has the cow spots on the old gateway building. And I think that's true. I think fun. it's classic. Oh
1: yeah. No, I, like I said, you used to have to, they were like the first online computer retailer.
0: And you could build your own computer. Remember that? That was like super sweet. You're like, Oh, like this system. I, I didn't even know what that was. I,
1: again, it was <laughs> It was tricky to be an American company that is online. Correct. And then you, then online, caught up to the fact that they're just middlemen. Correct. And then every one of those ones that you listed went away the circuit cities of the world. It's like, hey, we buy from Who literally them?
0: Yahoo is the only thing on that list that is still that's still around, and that's amazing. And that's amazing, uh, and that's why you what you said at the top of the of the podcast is so brilliant. Which is, this changes so every often; it changes every day, and and uh, and just sort of being up to date on the things you really need to do in order to move sort of the needle forward is just be up to date on tech, and you don't have to spend a lot of money on it, no, and you don't have to spend a lot of time on it. But you got to be good at a couple of different things, and that's what we talked about today. And if
1: anything, synopsis of our well, I don't know, however long conversation. Look into donor doc or a CRM.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Look into some kind of video conferencing and look into some kind of calendar. Yes, and if you can get those three under control at any job, at good
0: for you.
1: Yep.
0: In Congratulations. Spot. You've Congratulations. done great. Uh, Eric, if they want a custom app, they want to just meet you for coffee or they want to just talk with you on a video chat, how do they get a hold of one Eric rotor from Codelation?
1: You go into the chatbot on codelation.com and I'm the person who gets it. And yes. It's not actually a bot. It goes into my CRM and it says someone tried to <laughs> talk That's great. to you or eric.rotter at Kotalation.com and and would, I'm a fancy, so it's E-R-I-C-K oh, dot yeah. R-O-D-E-R mm-hmm. at codelation.
0: It is a fancy name I, for Eric. I,
1: my dad's name is Rick, and so I'm E-Rick instead of Rick Jr. That's fantastic. I and I, I did
0: I, not know that about it. Yeah, you. but
1: if I have a son and I name him Derek, I'm yeah. setting Derek up for colossal failure.
0: You really are. So
1: I don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> I would pass it. I would bet that. I, know. Uh, I also resist the urge to uh, every time you call Eric from, uh, <laughs> no. yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, thank you so much for being a guest on the official Do Good Better podcast. Uh, Finally, great to have you on the show. Yeah. No, I love all of our conversations.
1: It's weird it's been recorded this time.
0: I know. It's weird. It's great. (laughs) Uh, We'll see you next time on the official Do Good Better podcast.
1: Love it. Thank you, sir.
0: Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you go to dogooduniversity.com, that's doegoody-o-university.com and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book. Fundraise Awesomer, a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com. Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Use the promo code podcast. Take 25% off of anything that you purchase. And I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer. And I want you to do good better. Go to DoGoodUniversity.com today.